used to say let's kick out the jam <laughs> they did say that uh, hello my name is David Riley with me Joe White Kung Fu genius secret karate cockroach or the man behind the iron mask all these questions and more will be revealed to you tonight on another edition of Fast Karate for the Gentlemen. Are we sticking with the, uh, what, that, like, 17th, or, what, 18th century French novels theme with the man in the iron mask? I guess we're not even talking about that. Is that where that. I came from? Uh, well, that is something you'll have to wait until Saturday to hear. Uh, this is the podcast for, let's see, today's the 4th, 5th, 6th. Carry the 1. Seventh, eighth. I'm going with eighth. Okay. November eight. the eighth. Tonight we got an email from a man referring to himself as the last otaku. He said, Hey guys, I love your podcast. You are pretty great. But I'm always wondering why you hate on those Metal Gear Solid games. I thought they were super awesome and they were the best ever. So, you know, I guess we thought we were gonna talk about Otogi, but I think We've we've given up on that. That ship has sailed. Yeah, but we'll keep saying we're gonna talk about. <laughs> That's gonna be our running gag. Ha <laughs> ha. So yeah, we decided we could probably talk for about thirty minutes on why we don't like Metal Gear Solid. So let's give it a shot. Metal Gear Solid. Was that what's the guy's first name? Hideki Kojima. Yeah. Or Hideki Kojima. Um, or Hideo. Hideo. Hideo Kojima. Kojima. Yeah. For, yeah, that's the first thing not to like. Can't remember the producer's first name. Director, well, producer. Perhaps you're getting him confused with Hideaki Anno, creator of Evangelion, which I'm also not a super fan of. God, this guy's already got two strikes all in his these, name. All these H names, they're all coming together. Okay, so maybe we should start at the beginning. You know, somewhat near 20 years ago. When the, Metal Gear came out. Yeah, for the NES and was he? He wasn't involved in Metal yeah, Gear. Yeah, he was. He created Metal Gear. Really? Yeah. Huh. Well, that um, was a kind of a fun commando-ish kind of game. Yeah, Metal Gear was a lot of fun. It was one of the only games I had for the Nintendo when I was a kid, and games cost like eight hundred dollars. Yeah. And I was a kid, so it's not like I could buy them myself. And you know, you ran around, you saved Gray Fox, you got a pistol, and shot the guy with the shotgun and escaped from prison. It was a pretty fun game. Yeah. You had your little transceiver to talk to Big Boss and you'd be like, Snake, use the elevator. And you'd be like, thanks, Big Boss. I, Otherwise, I would have just starved down here in this basement. <laughs> <laughs> oh, good thing I know that's there now. Unfortunately, Big Boss was in fact your enemy and betrayed you because he was a jerk. What a jerk. And then, I don't know, I guess Metal Gear Solid 2 happened and we never got it. Instead, or Metal, or Metal, Gear, Metal 2. Gear 2. Instead, we got what they called Metal Gear 2 Snake's Revenge, which 
was nothing really like the first Metal Gear at all. Was it more like Metal Gear Solid? No. It was, I mean, it was another Nintendo game. Okay. It was just like, it didn't play at all like the original oh, Metal Gear. Oh, so it was kind of like uh, Mario Brothers and Mario Brothers 2, in yeah. which Mario Brothers 2 was really just a complete reskin of a different game. Yep. But to great effect, because nobody wants to play a game with Arabs who jump around and fly on carpets. And they pull play up with turnips. Mario Brothers characters that do the very same deeds. There's a, you can look up on YouTube a guy beating Mario Brothers 2 in like some like 10 minutes or something. Yeah, but he, it's probably one of those things where they use like the emulator frame rate skip and stuff like that. I don't care for that. We, we got into this whole argument last night, which is sort of like... We were at a bar, and we had this totally cool conversation about Metroid Zero Mission. <laughs> Just like, to impress the ladies. Yeah, I only hope my voice wasn't too loud, so like the people next to us weren't like, God damn it, dorks. Nerds. Nerds are in my bar. But, yeah. Jared was like, that game's so short. On the internet, there are people who can beat it in like an hour and a half. And I'm like, but speedruns don't count. I can beat Silent Hill 2 in less than an hour. Yeah. Uh... Same with, you know, Mario 2. If you really want to get the full experience out of Mario 2. You, you know, why do you even want to get the full experience out of Mario 2? There's nothing more confusing about that game. Because there's no crossover between the first Mario and the second Mario. You're all of a sudden fighting a toad. It's also, there are bird portal mouths. It's also, there. there isn't a whole lot of new stuff to experience in that game after, like, the second world. Yeah. You kind of just go through the same hoops. Anyway... The PlayStation came around with Metal Gear Solid, and uh, Metal Gear Solid 1 was a pretty good game. Uh, you got to it, crawl on the ground. It tended to be a little talky at points, but... Uh, it was... Yeah. May, I don't know. Maybe it was just the... Uh, it couldn't have been the technical limitations of the PlayStation that held back... I don't know what you want to call it. Kojima's Muse. Well... Which is probably just the... I mean, there were only... Two discs, I guess maybe they didn't want him to make a four-disc game because it would cost him, like, an extra two cents a copy <laughs> or something. Oh, man. Maybe they didn't trust him. He hadn't really concreted himself as a director yet, so they wouldn't give him the budget to record the extra 17 hours of dialogue he really wanted to stick <laughs> into the first Metal Gear Solid game. But Metal Gear Solid was kind of cool, you know. It, uh, especially near the end, it kind of went into these preachy parts, like... When you kill the other sniper in the sniper battle, it's like, can love bloom on the battlefield? Sorry, I killed your girlfriend, Otakon. <laughs> Snake! Snake! No! Now I'll never see her naked. I'll be a virgin forever. Otakon, chill out. I, My I, bad. All right, I said I'm sorry. Look, we'll go to Thailand. It'll be okay. <laughs> I'll hook you up with a 12-year-old boy named Ming. Oh, no. Well, that's what you get in Twilight. Twilight? That's the one. <laughs> All right. So, Metal Gear Solid, you got this fun little game where you're running around. And you're Hiding like in boxes. Crawling under tanks. And fighting ninjas. Picking up guns. Psycho Mantises. Yeah, switching controllers out. And Psycho Mantis notices that you like Castlevania, which, you know, you don't need to be a mind reader to figure that one out. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you hang out in any bars with us, yeah, apparently. <laughs> it's like, how do you know I like uh, Castlevania? Like the game falls out of your <laughs> pocket. <laughs> You're wearing a Castlevania Don't, T-shirt. 
Castlevania. You've blazer. got like a sign picture, like a fake sign picture of Simon Belmont that yeah. like flutters to the ground. It's like the the Nintendo sprite jumping in the air <laughs> mid whip <laughs> to my greatest fan, <laughs> Dave. I write it in crayon. Who's Dave? <laughs> Metal Gear Solid. Don't get me wrong, was. Very weird at points, but it was fun enough that you could get around this sort of weirdness. Because, like, you know, you're sneaking up on soldiers and breaking their necks and, like, doing that thing where you knock on the wall and they're yeah. like, what was that noise? Or you're in a box Who's... and you're you're looking out of the box. Yeah. It's like, can't see me. And it was all new and it was, like, totally revolutionary at the time. We had never seen stuff like this. Was... Yeah, well, this was, like, the first game that really worked that stealth angle, right? Yeah. Tenchu hadn't come out yet. I don't think so. I think, well, I can't, I don't know the exact dates, but I'm pretty sure Tenchu came out after Metal Gear Solid. But it was a game that really took advantage of, like, the 3D environment. Yeah. Probably even more so than Tenchu, which was always very restricted. Like, they stuck you in huge areas, and, you know, you could be on catwalks above guards and stuff, and you could throw grenades down on them or whatever, but you never would. Yeah. Then they'd all know where you were. Yeah. (laughs) But the option was there. And it just had all these really cool, like, pitch battle sequences, like the thing where you're running up the stairs, and you have to go up, like, the 30 flights of stairs, running away from the guards, and, like, throwing stun grenades at them and stuff. And that was cool and fresh, and nobody had ever experienced stuff like that. And then Metal Gear Solid 2 comes out, you know, whatever that was, probably, like, four or five years later when was the like PS2 Guns of the Patriots? Uh, Sons of Liberty, it was called. Oh, yeah. And... I guess in the interim they'd been like, "Damn, Metal Gear Solid sold a lot of copies." This Kojima like guy, like a lot. Maybe he's not just you know crappy MSX games that nobody's heard of. <laughs> Maybe we should give him a big budget and just give him free reign over the entire project. And they did. And what we got was Metal Gear Solid Two, which was one of the worst games ever made. Which is <laughs> which, which is, is a, an well, opinion okay. not shared by anyone else. Okay. I can almost guarantee. It's, to say it's one of the worst games ever made is sort of a misnomer. Because it's not really a game. <laughs> <laughs> this is Dave's constant Lament. sort of... yeah. No, this is the continuous... Di- like the, the real thrust of his argument against this game is because, that it's not a game. Because when you play Metal Gear Solid 2, like when you're playing it, like when you're holding the controller in your hand and using it to manipulate the actions of the character on the screen, it's pretty fun. But that happens so rarely that it might as well not happen at all. Because the the gist of Metal Gear Solid 3 is, okay, after the first about an hour where you actually play a snake. Spoilers, snake isn't the main character in 3. Statute of limitations. <laughs> Wait, um, in Metal Gear Solid 3? In 2. 2, okay. Well, technically snake isn't the main character. It's Raiden. All right, we'll, get, we'll hit on anyway, Raiden later. So the first, even the first hour of Metal Gear Solid 2... It's pretty good. Because once again, it's all fresh. We're working with super new technology here. And Metal Gear Solid 2, to its credit, was probably one of the first games to really take advantage of the technology of the PlayStation It was a really pretty game. It looked awesome. The interactivity with the environments was great. Like, you could shoot the bottles off the bars. You could pull those doors off of lockers and hump posters. Mm -hmm. As that, uh, with the wild, or the, what is that song? It's Casey and the Sunshine Band. Jungle Boogie. Uh, uh, the should, Jungle Boogie video clearly yeah. shows. <laughs> oh, yeah. like And all these cool... You know, like how you could hold up the guards. 
and like so, point at their nuts, and then yeah. they would like shake to give you whatever, or yeah. like the dog tags, or you could collect all you the could dog throw tags. Throw them off the tanker if you wanted, but then and, you wouldn't get the dog tags. And people, when Zone of the Enders came out, and it came with the the Metal Gear Solid Two demo, people played the hell out of this, and they were like, "This is the second coming of Christ here, people." <laughs> like we have entered a. It's like when you. You were a kid, and you got the Super Nintendo, and like you first turned on Super Mario World, and you were like, wow, how can games ever get any better than this? Uh, you know, I actually thought that when I was playing a Wave Runner for the Nintendo 64. I was like, this is really cool. Yeah. Like, I don't know. Like, just the startling leap in quality between even the PlayStation 2 games that had come out to that point and Metal Gear Solid 2 was amazing. Like, yeah. It still is one of the best-looking games on the system. But, after you get through the first hour about, and uh, Revolver Ocelot comes back with Liquid Snake's hand. Yeah, which to, like somewhat controls his yeah, mind. It's It's got telepathic powers. Yeah, that's when you start to get a little hinky. And that's just the beginning of it. Now, look, I don't really hate Metal Gear Solid 2 because they put Raiden in it. But I think it was a poor design choice. Yeah. Like... Well, especially, you know, you've got Snake. He's the tried-and-true, grizzled commando character model. Why would you deviate from that? People want to play a Snake. They don't want to play as your, you know, effete yeah. boy ninja guy. Relationship problems, man. Yeah, he's like, like, oh. My girlfriend is always calling me on the phone to nag me. It's- yeah, it's, first of all. Like this, this is sort of the the game that like initiated like those awkward conversations in the middle of battle that you just yeah. that are way like you know people made fun of it before, but like in role playing games where people would have a conversation in the middle of the fight, the reason it was so long is because you were scrolling through text. Yeah. Now they have audio, so you can just hear them having this conversation. It's like, well, I don't want to go see that movie. I want to go see a different movie. It's like Jesus Christ, Psycho Man is bearing down on me. <laughs> yeah, it's like four thousand soldiers around. You're arguing about what you're going to order from the pizza store. Or like that one chick who would, I guess, oh no, that was in the, the third one, the chick who would quote the movies when you saved. Yeah. Um, anyway, so the the whole game of Metal Gear Solid 2, there isn't really much of a game to it. And the problem is, I could almost buy it if there was a game that had a ton of story and not a lot of gameplay if it was a great story. But... The story of Metal Gear Solid 2 is so bad. It, it's it got to be one of the worst stories. It's like this total lost complex of like, and this would be cool, and this would be cool, and this would be cool. And then they just put it all together and they're like, gay vampires and, uh, I don't know, black chicks with force fields are <laughs> invading this tanker in the middle of the ocean. It's like, holy crap, what do we do? We'll send out the fat man on roller skates with his bombs to seal the deal. Yeah, it's just like, you know, I don't know. He looked, Yeah, when one of your villains is like the Baron from Doom on roller skates, <laughs> like... You might want to rethink that because, especially when you're trying to make like a serious drama, yeah. which he really is, like he and it's so stupid. Like it would almost be ironically funny if it wasn't so earnest. Yeah. Well, that's my problem with Kojima is that he thinks so highly of himself. I'm going to reference his glasses on this point. Anybody <laughs> who's going to wear those glasses has got to be a freaking idiot. It's. Uh... You this and this theme runs through all the games that he has like directorial 
important. Like, he just thinks he's number one and, like, nothing he can do is wrong because it's, like, so brilliant. Who wouldn't want to play a game where you have to sit in the patch of grass for 15 minutes just to get to your next 45-minute cutscene? <laughs> like, I remember when we were watching Scabs beat um, Sons of Liberty and, you know, we had just ordered a pizza. And we were like, we'll leave to get the pizza after this cutscene ends. And an hour and 40 <laughs> minutes later, like, he had still not beaten the game. And we were like, listen, we gotta get this pizza. <laughs> like, I think it, he got to the last boss where you're fighting him on, like, City Hall or whatever. And we were like, we have to go now. <laughs> like, there's no... Is that, when you're, wait, is that when you're fighting Solidus? Or is, yeah, Solidus. Okay. With the uh, swords and, like, the tentacle suit? Mm-hmm. And then, I don't know how I managed to play that game as much as I did. It must have been like a, a drought in that part of the year or something. <laughs> but I played it through all the difficulty modes, collecting all the dog tags. I guess the thing is, as soon as you've seen the story and don't feel any obligation to watch it... Like, you just like you get up and make a first, sandwich or yeah, something. Well, you can just skip through it. Like Though it's really annoying. You can't just skip the codex scenes. Like You have to hit X for everything it takes. So, you know... You save a lot of time on the cutscenes or the codex scenes, not nearly as much. And the codex scenes are the really long ones. And then it's not even that like Kojima thinks that this is like this great story. And he's like, I have created the masterpiece <laughs> by which the world will rejoice. It's like as soon as Metal Gear Solid 4 gets released, world hunger is going to end. <laughs> And, like, I, the Palestinians and the Israelis will lay down their arms. And to like, get together and play this game. There will be peace on the Gaza Strip because it is the most perfect thing ever crafted by man. And really, you know... Everyone... How can you really say he's a man when truly he is <laughs> yes. a life form so high above the standard homo sapien? But, yeah. That's the other thing that's really lame about these games. Like, not only is the story just kind of stupid... But, like, the philosophy that the characters espouse in the uh, while they're sort of revealing the story yeah. or, like, trying to make themselves, I guess, fuller characters is so stupid. Like, they've referenced it with, like, can love bloom on the battlefield? And, I mean, first of all, was anybody talking about love up until that point? Like, as far as I knew, I was just fighting terrorists. <laughs> or, like, you know, some secret organization bent on stealing this robot and running amok. Well, what kills me is, like, the... The pacifism Ben he always puts in his thing. It's like, oh, Otacon, I can't kill these people. It's not right. It's not right to kill people as long as they're named characters. Yeah. <laughs> but like terror, generic terrorist one through a hundred and fifty-five, you can do whatever you want to. As it's long different as you when you don't can see their psychomantis. Yeah, it's different when you can see their face, Dave. I mean, come on. Yeah, it's like a dog. Yeah, <laughs> like, you know, you put a. Like you can a never, pillow sack over his head. You just hit that thing with a shovel. You can never kill but a pig in real you. life. But damn, bacon tastes good. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. Uh, and uh, it's just... It's not a good idea to play these games or that they exist or anything. Like These are bad things. These are games for people who want to think they're smart. Like... You don't make a good game by making the last hour of it like, ah, oh, I double-crossed you, but I was double-crossing the double-crossers who double-crossed me. But that's okay, because I have the arm of my old boss grafted onto my body, <laughs> who's controlling me. And not only is he controlling me, but, like, when he takes over, I talk in a British accent now. <laughs> 
And then, but wait, it was a simulation. Like, I'm just going to put that clip in when we were talking about Metal Gear Solid. Uh, oh, when you were going crazy? Yeah. About for, the saving? For like two minutes. Uh, the audio quality on that is horrible, but bear with it because it's know, really funny. It's one of our better rants. Like, yeah. I mean, like, the, the other cool thing is that it, it <coughs> the story is actually revealed over time. So it's not like these huge, long things. It's not like. Metal Gear Solid, where it's like, we're going to explain the story to you in this hour-long cutscene. Listen, I like exposition a lot. More than probably most people in this world do. And I still cannot sit through those things. It's the Patriots, but they've been dead for 150 years. But one of them was Ben Franklin, so how was he still alive 150 years ago? That bears a question that I'm not exactly comfortable asking. But wait, we have the technology to resurrect the ghost of Zombie Lincoln. <laughs> he will answer all our questions about the Patriots and their insidious money laundering schemes on this oil tanker out in the middle of the ocean that could have never been built with Civil War era technology when they were just discovering the wonders of repeat fire rifles. Actually, I don't think they were, unless they time-traveled into the future, as the Patriots did, <laughs> to form the conspiracy that was known as Big Shell, wherein it was all a simulation, and also there was a colonel who was like a robot, or maybe a, a AI, and then that girlfriend who was really bitchy, and when you wanted to save your game, and she wouldn't shut up, and she would drag you into like a 15-minute conversation after you saved your game when you just wanted to turn the PlayStation off and go to sleep, but you couldn't because you weren't sure if there was something important that she was going to say. <laughs> but she never did, and you're in the middle of this death-defying mission where freaking Russians are trying to take over the world, and she's telling you how she's upset because you don't call her enough. But you're calling her every five minutes to save! <laughs> so what's the problem? Because if you get seen, you got to start over. Wow. But I'm glad you mentioned that, like, this is a story for people who want to think they're smart. Because it reminded me of something I wanted to talk about in reference to this. And that is, uh, Kotaku recently published an article about having video games in libraries. And not only the ability to rent video games from a library, but also the ability to play video games in a library. Mm -hmm. And, like, we got into this sort of discussion, like, in the comments about people saying, like, well, what is the literary quality of games? And I'm going to answer that question right now by saying there isn't any. Like, there might have, you can have a game with a good story, but like, it's not going to compare to reading a book. Like, there's, it just won't. And there's all these kids like, you know, I really like the story and the Final Fantasies, and I've played some role-playing games that have had better stories than a lot of books I've read. And I want to be like, well, maybe you should read some better books. Yeah. And I would say that to uh, Hideo Kojima as well. Okay, well... I don't know. I'm not going to be as hard-nosed in that. Like, I would say probably the best video game story I've ever played does not even closely compare to the best book I've ever read. But there, there are a lot of video games I've played that have made would have made very good movies or very good books. Like, on the level of, you know, the usual books I read, which is just <laughs> trashy, like, pulp stuff. So maybe I'm not the best. Like, I don't read a lot of classics. And it, I think a a book is a better medium for to tell a story. expressing certain things. Yeah, I think it's always going to be better at telling a story. Like people say, like, oh, the interactivity of video games makes it a better story. And it's like, no, it just makes it like sort of more solipsistic, where you worship yourself by vicariously acting out this story. You don't actually learn anything or really expand your own point of view. You just have created this world in which you know 
the story revolves around you. So you get to be at the center of this great, fantastic thing. And you know what? That's not what books are about. And I guess like some people do that with books, and it's kind of fun. But it's always somebody else because they've got a different name. It's not like like a like a choose your own adventure book. <laughs> yeah, choose your own adventure books are also not literature. Man, I always got eaten by the werewolves. Anyways, <laughs> freaking werewolves were in every one. <laughs> curse well, of the genie. Curse I, of the. I would vampires. always like not drink some potion that was like the only potion in the game you were supposed or in the book that you were supposed yeah. to drink, and it's like, oh, that one wasn't poison. That was the giant growth potion. Well, now I'm trapped the size of an ant. <laughs> I was always thinking like. You know, there's just some page in all those books. It's all the poison deaths. It's like flip to page 170. Mm. You know, you've read it through a couple times, so you know that page 170 is the poison. Yeah, you're nope. like, no! Ah! Yeah. Curses. What I would always do with those books is every time there was a choice, I would put my finger in the page. And eventually <laughs> I'd like run out of fingers. Like I'd have my whole left hand in the book. <laughs> I'd be like, maybe it's time to go back. I remember my brother had one, and the only I would just look through it because it had really cool pictures. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Those games were, or those books were bad news. And I wish my parents had, like, never bought me for them. Bought them for me. Bought me for, your parents paid for you with Choose Your Own Adventure books? Yeah. <laughs> that is weird. What country is that currency I'm, in? I'm not a very expensive child, I guess. Anyway, the gypsies back, were really into back it. Back to Metal Gear Solid 2. Uh, I think maybe it's a misnomer to say that everybody thinks like, oh, this story is going to make me great or whatever. But I think a large percentage of the people who like Metal Gear Solid don't really know what a good narrative entails. Yeah. Or, or don't know well enough to know that, you know, Metal Gear Solid is not it. Like, yeah, it's just more like a rambling, incoherent yeah, diatribe. totally inconcise, just, just like meandering. Well, here's... Every philosophy idea I've ever had crammed into a video game. Like, he's sitting there with these philosophy 101 textbooks. He's like, yes, yeah, sorry. Oh, my what God. He, uh, I just got finished reading The Stranger. Have you guys ever read this book? It's, it's by amazing. this guy, Camus. Camus. <laughs> oh, wait. Camus? Are we using that joke next podcast? We're using that joke as long as there's a French person's name that has S's in it you don't pronounce. <laughs> Fair enough. Uh... And then, you know, he moves on to Metal Gear Solid 3, by which point he's, like, the iconoclast of the video game revolution or whatever. He's leading the front. He's the, uh... What's that thing they call him? The Vanguard? He's a demagogue. Oh, a demagogue? (laughs) I don't know. Save me vocabulary! (laughs) I don't even know what you're reaching for. It's like that Duran Duran song, Cult of Personality. Okay. I don't know. That is a demagogue then. Sure, why not? Sure. Okay, so that's what he is. <laughs> anyway, that's not re- that's besides the point. So, by this point, he's unstoppable. He's like this juggernaut of Kojima. We've that, appeased him for too long, yeah. and now he's like, millions have to die yeah, to like stop Kojima. Hitler, like the Holocaust is coming, and the Holocaust is Metal Gear Solid 3. Like, <laughs> well, you know, I guess maybe he is a good storyteller, because he does kind of inflict that existential malaise in you yeah. <laughs> as you're playing these games. You're just like, oh my god, life is meaningless. I need to go out and stab an Arab. I don't even know. I think he shoots the Arab. Yeah, he does shoot the Arab. <laughs> but the Arab has a knife. That's yeah. kind of... Anyway. Anyway, we're not racist. That's part of a book. Go and read something. Uh, so Metal Gear Solid 3... Totally eschewed the whole gameplay factor. <laughs> they were like, you know what? What? Game 
Gameplay? That seems totally extraneous. All right, to me. this is. He's like, all right, I need to. I need to find a way to bring together my two loves, rambling story and dress up. And he brought them together in Metal Gear Solid Three. <laughs> Metal Gear Solid Three should be renamed like uh, Pretty Polly's Picnic Playhouse <laughs> or something, because the whole game is like finding clothes and eating food. <laughs> and then it's like, oh. Wait, I'm patching. I'm passing Every out once of this... in a while, you run into a terrorist. But yeah. That's kind of this. That's that's over there somewhere. It's, it's like, why are you changing camo? You just got onto grass. Well, yeah, but this is uh whatever Kentucky bluegrass. Yeah, and now I don't it's even like, think Kentucky that was bluegrass. Wheat. Yeah, that was wheat. Now I'm in barley. I need a different this is, camouflage. This barley camouflage is only ninety five percent effective in wheat. <laughs> well, the other thing is it's so stupid. Is that then he starts just picking random crap that doesn't really like seem like camouflage. Yeah, like. One of the ones you start with is, like, fire. Yeah. I need to hide in fire. It's like, I'm invisible now. The only thing that will reveal me is my scream. <laughs> like, these guards are like, where's that screaming coming from? I don't know. Maybe this place is haunted. He was right next to them. Somebody, yeah. But his camouflage index was so high. They couldn't find it. And it was even higher once the fire was out and his body had been reduced to ash. But you had to change. Like, oh, I gotta revert to ash. the fire's dying down. I gotta change to ash <laughs> camouflage. I mean, he might as well like, and it, like, it's just so stupid. It's like going to like the prom in a tuxedo T-shirt. Like, you're really gonna fit in. Yeah, everybody gets the joke, but like, <laughs> nobody's laughing. Yeah. Oh, I don't even think it's a joke. You know, this is like he showed up and he gave the guy the tuxedo T-shirt. It's like nobody will know the difference. <laughs> it's okay. You'll fit right. Look, it's got a flower on it, too. I just saved you 70 bucks. <laughs> yeah, dude. Dude, this is why we're best friends. Thanks, Hideo. Anytime, man. Don't don't thank me. Yeah, it's just like, gosh. But, like, you play that game, and the I couldn't even beat it. I had to stop, because playing it was like, run forward four steps. Okay, look around. Okay, wait, wait, wait. What am I on? Grass? No. <laughs> What this, is like? This, this is, is like a, a puddle. This is a plane. Where the see, there's planes and then there's grasslands. We just moved on to the plane area. Quick, change your camel. All right, all right. Run forward four more steps. First person mode. Any guards around? No. It looks like we're safe. Run forward four more steps. Now I'm standing against a tree. Oh wait, is that a guard? Ah, ah change the wood camel. Uh, wait, oh, it wasn't a guard. It was a crocodile. Wait, can they sound the alarm? Maybe. I don't know. Are they alarmed? If you kick a crocodile? No. Or- I spent most of my time trying to knife it to death, and it would do, like, the death roll on me, and I'm like, no. I'm not even under... Why? The crocodiles would do the death roll? They Were you even underwater? They would roll over or something. I remember uh, that. I don't know. And Big damage. But then... I big love damage. it. They take away the radar. Thanks. You know what? If you want to give players the option not to use the radar, that's cool, because I've played through a fair bit of Metal Gear Solid on Extreme Difficulty, but... I'm I'm playing a game, like I have a job. So when <laughs> don't I, make this harder. For when me. I sit down to play a game, I want to have fun. Yes, not do another job for free. And that's our sentiments on Metal Gear Solid. Like it's not a game. It stopped being a game a long time ago. And really, when they re-released Twin Snakes, I was like, "What the crap is this?" Because I don't know. Maybe I just have a lot of nostalgia built up for. The first Metal Gear Solid, but Twin Snakes was bad. Yeah. <laughs> that could have just been because they added all the gameplay advancements from Metal Gear Solid 2 that broke the game. Yeah, made like it super easy. aiming mode. 
Yeah, now it's really easy to shoot people, like the ninja. Yeah. Or like Ocelot in that first boss fight, like you can just stand in one place in first person mode and shoot him every time he turns around from the pillar. Because he never stops. He's like, oh, here I come. Bam! And he hides. He's like, wait, wait. Ah, okay, go. Ah, 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 oh, damn it. I can't turn in the other directions and rolling is out of the question. Oh, <laughs> uh, I don't know. Kojima, the only thing I'm grateful to Kojima for is Zone of the Enders 2, and he didn't even make that. <laughs> like, yeah. And that's why it was good. <laughs> All right. Uh, next, uh, what is it? Saturday, we'll be talking about the Count of Monte Cristo, a.k.a. Gankutsuo, which, well, we don't know what that means, but <laughs> join us as we try and figure it out. <laughs> Otacon? What is it, Snake? I found the keys. Oh, okay, good. Where did you leave them? I left them inside the Metal Gear. Oh, good grief, Snake. You didn't lock the doors, did you? Yeah, I, uh, uh, I, I locked the keys inside the Metal Gear. And I left the lights on. Well, crap. That puts the mission in jeopardy. I can't hack into the door locks from here, Snake. We'll have to call AAA. Call Triple A. Hello, this is the Honor Club Helpline. How may I help you today? Hi, I uh, I uh, locked my keys inside my vehicle. Okay, we can send someone right out. Can I have you describe your location, please? I'm in the hold of a tanker on the East River by 59th Street. 58th Street. 57th Street. And what is the make, model, and color of your vehicle? It's a Metal Gear. Metal Gear Ray. It's big. Sort of metal. Okay, look, it's it's a giant robot. With lasers. And nuclear warheads. And is the giant robot surrounded by terrorists, or has the area been cleared of terrorist activity? No, there, there are still terrorists, some of which have apparent superpowers. Many of them have a flair for drama. I'm sorry. Policy forbids us from sending a truck into a terrorist-controlled area. Can you maybe kill them all with stealth? Look, lady, what do you think I've been doing?